All right. So we are here at a new episode of Swag Tier. <laughs> My only response. It's like that Cassiopeia. Yes. I guess we should tell that story. We need to explain it. So it was your story, right? Was I think it was Phil's story actually. I think he was complaining to me or he sent me the story. And short was that somebody was complaining on the league forums that they had a Cassiopeia mid who the entire game, all she said in chat was so a lot of S's. <laughs> and they were asking on the forums if that was a reportable offense. And for, for context for the non-League of Legends players, uh, Cassiopeia is a snake character. Is she a snake? I thought she was like a Medusa. Oh, yeah, Medusa. It Because her ultimate ability is, yeah, like a petrifying gaze. St- stone gaze or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But snake, snake body. Do Medusas have snake bodies? Uh, I thought of like the creepy, the creepy head. Yeah, I think she's got snake hair, like a snake weave. <laughs> that girl's got to get her weave sorted out. I don't even. You know, that must be possible to like have snakes on your head in that fashion, like wearing peacock feathers on your head or something like that. Do people do that? I thought you just wear them on your tail. Like, well, where your tail would be if you had a tail. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you actually want to look like a peacock. That's true. But don't like peacock dresses. I don't even know. I don't know. We're like the least. We're not the people to be talking to about <laughs> peacock dresses. <laughs> That's true. We're not the people to be talking about dresses at all. <laughs> so, so what did we want to talk about? MacFest? Yeah, I think we, we were going to do a little recap um, or at least a recap on my end. Okay. Went to MAGFest last weekend. God, I can't believe it was last weekend. It seems like forever ago. And that was um, February 20th and 21st? Uh, Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, It's actually a four-day convention, and it's oh. 24 hours, which I didn't know until this year, even though I went last year. I guess I knew at some point, but I just forgot. I don't know. I was pleasantly surprised to see like panels starting at like 1 in the morning, oh, 3 in the morning, which was kind of challenging i guess because there was stuff that i really wanted to go to in the middle of the night but i was like oh i guess it's probably time to go home and let the dog out (laughs) anyway we went on thursday night i worked a full day on thursday and then went to korean and then went to the convention uh very tired at around like nine o'clock at night and i'm 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 an old lady i can't do this shit anymore i don't even know how joey dragged me i mean joey slept all day because she worked the night before so she was ready to go so she was she she wanted to be at the three a.m. panel. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think she wanted to be at the three a.m. check out the board games area. So that was one of the things that we did uh, right away. We went to the board game checkout area, and we well we she picked out a game called Journey Through Europe, which for me was terrible. Um, when we got to the board game room there was only one copy in there which could indicate that it was really popular or really not popular at all and like <laughs> you know in the first case all the other ones were checked out hey you could have had a very rare find maybe they could only afford one copy of journey to europe i wouldn't even spend a cent on this game <laughs> as soon as we checked it out and opened it we found that it was completely still in its shrink wrap so it was definitely oh, wow. the second option <laughs> so this game was Kind of like uh, Ticket to Ride. I think Ticket to... I haven't played that in a really long time. I've only played it like once and it was years ago. But I think if you can correct me, I think Ticket to Ride is just you get like routes and you have to like put your trains on the board in a route. Exactly. 
Yeah. So this game's similar. You get like a starting city and your starting city is also your ending city. And then you get eight more cities that you have to travel through and end up where you started. Okay. Setting up your journey through Europe. Yeah. So we probably spent about 45 minutes learning to play. And then we realized it was time to go to a panel. So we packed up and I was like, oh, great. Like, so sad. We didn't even have time to play this game. (laughs) And we went to the panel and I thought that Joey with her. You thought Joey would have other priorities at the time. She did not, in fact, have other priorities. Her priority was journey through Europe. So she dragged me back to the board game area, and (laughs) we opened it back up and went to play. Of course, it was still there. I didn't think that there was going to be anything to worry about with that. It came back, and it was was back in the shrink wrap, actually. (laughs) Back in the shrink wrap, yes. Exactly. It was like, I am so unwanted, I'm just going to wrap myself back up. Like The board game was like, I need to make myself seem so attractive, because literally no one has played me in all of these years of MAGFest, that I need to make it seemed like you are coming across a pristine game has never been touched by human hands. That's true. Uh, MAGFest has been around since, I think, 2002. It's prob- They've probably had this game since then. <laughs> so we opened it back up and we started to play. And, and I, you know, the first thing you have to do is you have to plan your travel route. And me being a perfectionist, this took me like 30 minutes to do, which was super boring and super <laughs> annoying. And plus, I'm terrible at geography. That was like my worst subject in school. Oh, so yeah. I, I don't Tell even know what I'm doing. Half these, more than half, probably... 99 of these cities I hadn't heard of. 99 out of 100 and 100 is a fake number that I made up just to give you some scale. Definitely in Europe. Yeah, there's a lot of cities. I didn't even know how to pronounce half of them. <laughs> like everything in Iceland is like off limits to you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So the, I think what like capped this game off as like the worst game in the world for me is that the rule book had a ton of like historical and geographical blurbs about all these cities. And I was like, TLDR, who's going to sit there and read this? Uh, and the one thing about this game that I found really interesting is that you're supposed, you're the little pin that they give you for your starting city is just that it's legitimately a pin and you have to put a hole in your game board. And I was oh, like, sure. who would want to do that? So you have to deface your game board just to play this yes. game. Oh, wow. I, I'm, I'm thinking, like, w- w- it was just the one starting player pin, or, like, the starting city pin? Yeah, but, I mean, over the course of... I mean, let's say you actually enjoy this game and you intend to play it more than once. Over the course of however much time you play it, you know, you're going to get all the cities, and eventually your entire board's going to have, like, holes in it everywhere. Yeah, it's just going to be pockmarked. Yep, and if you get the same city twice and, like, you have someone who's who doesn't care that you want your board to look nice they're probably just gonna make a new hole <laughs> or widen the existing hole yeah <laughs> yeah that too i mean eventually just just loosening up those game boards yep <laughs> i feel like there's a joke here i was approaching the joke and then i decided to back to off. Veer off yeah <laughs> I, I i was chicken well, we can go back to uh, your comment about defacing, which is actually a pretty good segue into uh, an interesting event that we witnessed on our way home that night at like two or three in the morning. We stopped off at the McDonald's drive through near the house, and the lady in front of us was slowly inching up and somehow managed to completely knock off her entire side mirror and just keep going. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So 
we were the line was pretty long and mcdonald's has like 50 windows they have someone who takes your cash and like asks if your your order's still okay or you know this like confirms that this is what you ordered and then there's a window where you get all your stuff and then i've heard a joke that there should be a third window for you to trade in all the stuff that you got that was wrong but that's not (laughs) actually reality so we were sitting next to the window where you pay and the guy kind of stuck his head out like did she just did she just knock her mirror off and we were all kind of in disbelief like that that just happened and he yelled out the window like hey your mirror came off do you want that (laughs) and she like rolls her window down and sticks her head out and she goes oh that thing no i don't want it my mom loosened it this morning so we just don't want it and i was like what (laughs) should you even be driving (laughs) i'm not even sure okay first it's illegal to not <laughs> exactly. have a mirror, right? Yes, it's illegal. <laughs> it's, like, I don't drive, but I would figure. <laughs> well, not only is it illegal, I mean, like, people do illegal stuff all the time and, like, think they can get away with it. But, like, why would you want to drive without a side mirror? I use it all the time. <laughs> and how does the loosening play into this story at all that was the other thing that i was wondering about i just this lady i think she must have been drunk and (laughs) just wasn't like neurons weren't firing or whatever you need in your brain to make it work right i'm not sure how it was related to the fact that she didn't want it right like she she woke up in the morning and her mom woke her up from her uh very expensive bed in her very expensive house and she was like uh sorry daughter um i've loosened your mirror I guess it won't matter if you knock it off as you're pulling up to a McDonald's drive <laughs> in case that happens. Like, don't even worry about it. Just, just leave, just it leave the mirror on the floor. Yep. You don't really need it. It, it was very bizarre to watch. And so you just drove by this mirror too? Like it was there oh, yeah. on the floor well, as had, you pulled up? Yep. I had to move over, move the car over a little bit so that I didn't actually like puncture my tire with like broken yeah. glass or whatever. Jeez. Yep. That's a really intense McDonald's visit. Wow. <laughs> it was a good way to end the night, I think. I've always been kind of fascinated with drive throughs because I've I never went to them as a kid or and I still don't drive, so I don't go to them now. So there are multiple windows, like it's a multi step checkout process. First you decide what you want to put in your shopping cart, and then you actually get to the payment checkout step, and then you actually get your goods delivered. And then there's like another step to make sure you have everything. <laughs> no, that's that was just a joke that I saw online oh. about the third window okay. to trade all the shit that was wrong back in. And it's not mandatory to have multiple windows. I think that some places uh, like this particular McDonald's do have multiple windows. And I'm not really sure what the purpose of it is. This sounds super intense. Like I'm comparing it to online shopping cart practices and i'm imagining like this mcdonald's having eye tracking functionality (laughs) as you're looking through the menu and then there can be a step right at the end where they say oh hey i saw you're looking at the oreo mcflurry like are you sure you wouldn't want to buy it before you go oh god that's really we definitely don't need that I don't know if you remember that Popeyes that uh, was right across from Fenway Stadium oh, when yeah. we were living in Boston, mm-hmm. and my dad I can came. Love Popeyes. <laughs> my, da- <laughs> I think they only have one window, by the way. At least the one by us does. <laughs> and my dad came to visit for some reason, and we went to the Popeyes. And when we were checking out, 
it asked you at least three times if you wanted something else. Like you had to check out on a little tablet of some yeah, sort. Yeah, like a little kiosk. A little kiosk. Yeah, tablet definitely wasn't the right word. And you say like, oh, yes, yes, this is what I have. This is what I have. And then it'll be like, do you want to add like some fries with that? Do you want to make your chicken spicy like for 50 extra cents? Do you want to do like this and that? And we were like, no, we're hungry. Just give us our damn food. <laughs> Your your order is just like a pile of biscuits, <laughs> and <laughs> like, do you want to add a side of macaroni and cheese? Like, oh, do you want to add a side of wings? Maybe drumsticks. Like, no, no drumsticks. Maybe some uh, some dark meat instead. I don't know. Popeye's biscuits are good, and so are is their macaroni and cheese. Popeye's is delicious. I don't know why you would go there and not get chicken. That would be weird. If I want a biscuit, I'll just go to the store and get one of those little ones that pop open, and you just put it in the oven. <laughs> I think I remember those kiosks when I was in high school, and I, I distinctly remember it because it had discounted upsell options. So your if your order came out to like $8.70, they would have a prompt saying, oh, would you like to round up for $0.30 cents to $8, and we'll toss in like a couple biscuits. And I'd be like, yeah, I mean, just 30 cents. Go for it. Of course you would. I guess I probably would too. <laughs> 30 cents. Okay, so what are we talking about? We're talking about Popeyes? Yeah, we're talking about Popeyes. Fast food conventions? <laughs> fast food convention? There probably is such a thing somewhere. I mean, probably started by the guy that made that movie Supersize Me. Oh, wow. I would totally go to a fast food convention. Would you really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd fly out for it. I wouldn't go to Pax Lane's, you know, book a hotel, book a flight. Like, let's make a multi-day itinerary. But I'm kind of a convention addict. I would go to a convention for just about anything. I've went to technology expo conventions. I've gone to the licensing expo, which is where people try to sell their IPs or license out their IPs to companies who want uh, better exposure and for those IPs to get more exposure. And I have tried to walk up to a kiosk and sign up for a ticket to the New York Hospitality New York City Hospitality Expo. And what happened with that? Well, it was about five of us. We were at Javits for a separate convention, the Technology Expo actually. And as we walked out, we saw that the main hall was actually for this hospitality convention. And there were sign up kiosks. It said there was free admission, so I just I just walked up and started filling out my information. And the the old lady that was there, um, you can think of her as having um, a little, she was, you can think of her as short, white skin, a little wrinkly. Well, I would imagine if she's old. <laughs> and uh, a slow, deliberate demeanor. As I walked up and started filling out my information, she just sort of sidles up to me and never says that this is for hospitality professionals only. She wouldn't dare assume that I am not a hospitality professional, even though I am carrying bags of swag, I'm just wearing a t-shirt and jeans, I am clearly coming from the other technology expo, and my friends are hanging out like 15 feet away from me just chatting. But she does tell me that this kiosk is actually only for, well, she asks me if I've already pre-registered for this convention, as this kiosk is only to check in. 
for those pre-registrations. That's clever on her part. I don't believe her. <laughs> I mean, I think she was probably just saying that to get you out of there. It was a it was a very cleverly polite way to force me in a position where I had to to be like GTFO. Yeah, I, I would either have to lie or I would have to just go away. And I wasn't about to lie. So I just went away. Defeated. I was defeated by an old lady and her words. I am still curious what that convention oh, was God. like, though. Of course you are. <laughs> I don't think you'd be this curious if you hadn't been denied. Well, if I had actually gotten to go in, yeah, if I, if I had actually been able to print out a pass, I definitely would have gone in. I'm just curious what it's like. I like seeing these exhibitors pull out all the stops. You mean pull out all the free swag? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't even know what kind of free swag they would give away in hospitality administration. I don't know. Like some bed free sheets. bath towels. Yeah, free bed sheets. We can get some more togas. Oh, great. And they'll just say, just tuck it in. <laughs> they'll be like, no, you are the hospitality <laughs> specialist. You tuck it in, <laughs> bitch. Right. I would tell them that I need to ensure that these bed sheets are toga capable in case of toga emergencies oh and, for and that then reason you just walk out wearing them like oops <laughs> oh it was so comfortable your your tuck-in was fit so well with my body that i didn't even realize i was still wearing the toga as i walked out of the convention back on the subway back home and then took off the bed sheet to put on my bed and somehow marriott gets word of this and like retroactively charges your credit card <laughs> yeah. someone needs to pay for those sheets Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> you want to do a Yahoo answer? Yes. All right. So this is a new segment we're starting up, um, inspired by the podcast, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. In that podcast, they take very weird Yahoo answer questions or just weird things they've seen, and they provide very serious answers to those questions. So as we are Swag Tier, a gaming podcast, we've decided to pick gaming-related questions. So this question is, is Pokemon Black and White real? And I'm not actually, well, yes, in all senses of this question. I'm going to say yes. I don't it even know what he's asking. Like, is he asking if the <laughs> cartridge is real? Or is he asking if Pokemon is real? And in which case, why would he ask about Black and White in particular? Well, I don't want to say no to this man. I want to say yes. Well, we definitely can't say no because it is real. <laughs> Uh, especially as Colin, the answerer for this question, uh, says, yes, and here's how to get there. Wait, get there? I get guess where? wherever the Pokemon are real. Oh. To the state of mind where they are real. Okay, and we've got nine steps to get there. So number one, it has to be a leap year. Is this a leap year? It is a leap year, but oh, the second shit. condition does not match. And it has to be Friday, so you might have trouble. Right. Damn, we were just there. Well, we were close. And while to prep with number two, drink a jug of milk before going to bed. This stimulates your imagination, and Pokemon only show themselves to imaginative people. How big is this jug of milk? Like, are we talking like a gallon jug or one of those quarts? No, I think we're talking about one of those oversized food service jugs. Like the little, I don't want to say little, but like the giant milk bladders that they'll stuff into a dispenser in the food court. Did you say milk bladder? Yes. What is a milk bladder? Well, it's like a milk pouch, except it's gigantic. And it's called a bladder? Yeah. I already have one of those. I don't need another one. Well, yours isn't full of milk. That's the issue Well, here. it will be after a jug. 
<laughs> okay, so you don't need the bladder. Okay. You've already got the bladder. All right. I need the bladder. Yeah. So then we sleep until 12-12 exactly and find a mirror that is at least five feet tall. 12-12 when? 12-12 in the morning? 12-12 in the afternoon? Hmm. These details are non-existent. I don't know how I can follow these instructions. It has to be a Friday. Right? Oh, no, no, no. We drink a jug of milk before going to bed. And that is step two after step one, which is it has to be Friday. Of a leap year. Of the leaf year, so you don't have any trouble, and so you can be imaginative. Right. I don't think imagination is what it stimulates. Just smoke some weed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so weed is the replacement for step two, the jug of milk slash milk bladder. It's the replacement for steps one through nine. <laughs> wow. So in case you don't live in Colorado, <laughs> you'll have to drink the jug of milk. Okay. Or bladder of milk, or have a bladder full of milk, so you can be especially imaginative. And yeah, sleep until 12.12. I've got to imagine this is a.m. No? It depends what time you go to bed. I don't imagine Pokemon coming out in the middle of the day. I guess that's not true. Well, where the hell does Umbreon come from? Which, by the way, is a source for this answer. The source for this answer is personal experience. I have Umbreon, Espeon, and a Charizard and battle my neighbors daily. So that's how this person knows these nine steps. For Pokemon Black and White, the Charizard... And Umbreon and Espeon. Well, Umbreon comes out at night, so I don't know what you talk about. <laughs> so step four, turn off all the lights and light 18 small candles and put them in a small circle around you in the mirror, one for every Pokemon type. I feel like we're going to summon something, like the devil. I like the devil. <laughs> better call over that coworker of yours. <laughs> that ought to be step 4A. Are there really 18 types? What? I was also just wondering that. I mean, I, out of the two of us, am the pokemon expert but i don't actually know the answer to that question 18 types seems that seems a little much yeah a lot okay well there are types listed out in the next step where you have to say them out so i'll cut along that looks like 18 to me fire grass electric flying rock ground bug psychic ghost ice dark fighting dragon steel poison fairy wow 18 how did i handle that as a kid well you didn't isn't fairy new so you handled 17 whoa Clefairy was totally in Pokemon Blue. Clefairy is a fairy type, isn't she? Clefairy might be, but I think she was a psychic type. A fairy's in the name. It's not Clefsychic. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, you, this this is going down like a rabbit hole of <laughs> Squirwaddle and Charfireder, <laughs> Bulbagrassor. I'm just saying, if you've got the type in the name, it's that type. Like... Grassmon? That would totally be a grass type. You wouldn't say Grassmon. That's totally a dark Pokemon. <laughs> I'm going to look this up. Grassmon? No. What type? Close Cl psychic. psychic. So step six, wait about four <laughs> minutes. Which is enough for you to look up close psychic. Okay. I'll look up close psychic while I'm waiting my four minutes. All right. Megan's waiting those four minutes. And I, in step seven, when I hear the sound, which you'll note when you hear it, Start singing the Pokemon theme song quietly at first, but when you yell, the last Pokemon, be screaming as loud as you can. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! God damn it! Because ah! <laughs> it was coughing. That's such a good video. That is a good video. I actually still remember the Pokerap. Oh, I don't. I need to get started off on it. Like, it's one of those things where you need the segue, and then you can get everything else past that once you start in the flow. I feel like I should wrap the Pokerap. So while Steven looks this up, step eight is a Wobbuffet will appear on your mirror 
but only if your mirror is tall enough, which, as referenced in step three, is five feet tall or larger. And then step nine, which doesn't make any sense at all, based on step eight, says, if you deem, uh, if it deems you worthy, you will see Pokemon. If it does not, you are turned into a Magikarp forever, with a four, not F-O-R, an F-O-U-R in number form. But it makes no sense, because how could you see that Wobbuffet if you couldn't already see Pokemon? Huh. Is Wobbuffet not a Pokemon? Wobba human? <laughs> human type? <laughs> yeah, human type. <laughs> this is not a Pokemon. This is a human. Okay, I've pulled up the Pokerap. Maybe that'll summon the Pokemon. I hope Clopsychic's in that Pokerap. Clopsychic's <laughs> <laughs> not in this Pokerap. I think it's everyone else. Uh, like, freaking Clefable is in this Pokerap. Well, then that's definitely not a fairy type, because there's no fairy in its name. It's a Fable type? <laughs> it's a Psychic type! <laughs> okay, wait. I, I, need to, I need to pump myself up for this Pokerap. I don't remember a couple of these, actually. I'm super rusty. Wow. How much does the Jeopardy theme song cost? I'm going to put it in here. To license it? Yep. Probably more money than we have. Yeah, I mean, you have to, like, go ask Alex Trebek in person if you can use the Jeopardy theme song. Do you have to ask him in person? No. (laughs) This is a Yahoo Answers right here that we just made up. I'm going to post it. How do you license the Jeopardy theme song? We'll let you know next episode uh, what the answer to that is. (laughs) Do you need, like, a drum? Like a... Yeah, I need a little beat. Right. Electro Diglett, Nidoran Mankey, Venusaur Ratata, Fero Pidgey, Sea King, Jolteon, Dragonite, Ghastly, Ponytoff, Borean, Polyrath, Butterfree. Is that it? That's one of many sections. That was good. You'll have to stay tuned for another episode of Swag Tier to get the rest. Yo, yo. No! <laughs> God damn it, Frisbee. Shut up. No!